Fantastic. <laughs> on. Um, three, two, one. All right. Welcome to His Little Legs, a spin-off podcast uh, of the Detroit Spinners, exclusively for Patreons. I am your master of ceremonies, Mars Pinnell, with me, the, the fan of the 90s, Gary Forrestal. The uh, the assistant of ceremonies. <laughs> Contribute. No. Um, yes, I'm. I'm scared. Every time we are um, we open our Patreon shows, I always feel a bit sad because every time one of us says hello and welcome to his little legs, I feel sadness in my heart that that isn't the name of the actual show. We should have gone with that, but I say that a lot. But. It's just too hard to say the D trout spinners D E D not D. Yeah. And also the amount of people. When you when you search for us in Google, which you know I spend a lot of my time doing, <laughs> despite the fact there's fuck all to look at. Yeah. I mean the amount of fishing podcasts. So maybe we should do a crossover where me and you, I don't know, go to a riverbank and look for some carp or something. Yeah. And chat think- about chat about Gervais by the lake. I think that would be. I'd quite like that actually. I think. Just just to get just because our name is Trout. Yeah, that's um a good use of time and resources. I think. Good <laughs> idea. Um, but no, this is a show where just for, exclusively for our patrons, as Mars said. So there's there's quite a few of you. Less apparently than there was last week. There is, is. I can check. I can filter it by active, new, and declined. I can and I can tell you. So you, few declines, mate. Yeah. Um. It's not good. Yeah. But no, there are there are there are some of you, and uh, we really really appreciate your support and your help. So we thought we'd do a show for you today. We will. All, I've said this before. We've said this before, but I promise you, there will be coming video clips of us will be put on here, so you can see us, see what we look like, see my little beard. To quote what? the show, to quote the show, Gary, <laughs> you keep saying that. I might like, even, do you know, I'm doing this stand-up thing as a competition. If it goes well, I might put it. up stand-up. Would which, you really? You I would, might, you would share well. your, your personal stand-up with um, 11 people? Yeah, well, about nine now. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, maybe, maybe I would. But anyway, that's, that's, that's all to come. But for today, we've got a show. I don't know what's coming today. I don't know. I don't know. Even I don't know. Luckily, I'm not the master of ceremonies because apparently that's only Mars Pennell. Hello. So, <laughs> yeah, well, no, firstly, I think we should acknowledge some of these Patreons because it won't take me long to list 11 oh, people. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we've got Cal Giardu, Mike new. Green, Connor Burke, Francis Cherry, Sean Wright, Robert Banks, Jesse Araju, Dan Sarchi, David McGurr, Daisy Elizabeth. Peter Emanuelson. Present. Oh. Present. Flight of the Concord style. Present. Present, Brett. We're present. We do this every time. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate your support. There's some familiar names on that list, but there was also a couple of unfamiliar na- names. So maybe we've had more join since. But um, yeah, you, you're the best. Do, 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 do. Better than all the rest. <laughs> we were just talking about that scene from The Office. That's why we... Oh, Gary, well, we, the reason we spoke about this, Gary's going to be doing some, potentially doing some teaching for right. your course, aren't you? Yeah, tell yeah. Tell us about that. Tell us about, well, tell there, 11 people about your teaching. Well, um, there isn't much to tell. I mean, I I, uh, I do, doing a PhD, so part of that is they... Oh, you're big. Oh, you're clever. Well, no, well, I didn't say, I didn't invite that information. It kind of, you forced me into saying <laughs> it. Um, and uh, part of that is you do teaching if you want. You don't have to. You are expected to in your third year, but I'm not in my third year. So, yeah, I'll be teaching some undergraduates in criminology. 
Cool. You're going to be inspiring, I think. Particularly financial crime. <laughs> no, I, I don't know, mate. I, I, I hope I, I hope I am. Do you want to be like me, Gary Forrester? The slow talking, deadpan, and stop cynical. shaving. That's number one. <laughs> then you gotta, well, the- I tell you why, because like I, I used to be a trainee teacher, yeah. and I emphasize the word trainee because yeah, I taught, um, taught kids. Yeah, actual real life kids. They're 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 in prison now or dead or. Well, yeah, you've inspired them to that to a life of crime. But he did. Mars always tells me he did a session on Karl Marx, and Mars doesn't know about Karl Marx. He that's what he's he said told me that himself. So I just the thought of him doing a session on Marx is just pleases me so much. Just the it thought was, of how bad that was. Honestly, it was. T- and, you know, I just had to give an overview and I couldn't even do an overview. And the reality is I was on like Wikipedia trying to like summarize. I couldn't even tell you what he did now. Like, I know those poor kids, they, you were taken from a Wikipedia article to teach <laughs> GCSE sociology. Well, there you go. That's, that's yeah. I saw, I did visit his grave um, when I went. Yeah, I visited his grave. It's in uh, it's London somewhere. I can't remember. Highbury. So did you? Good day what, out. It's a good day you, out. You, 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 you at least got his birth year and his death year. And yeah, laid down some flowers. Laid down a reef. Well, it's very sad. He's dead. Well, it's sad. Brings food down. You got. I mean, look. Listen. I, we're we're saying this. Look. If I were to give a session on Marx tomorrow, I would struggle. You know. I know. I know more than Mars does, but only that's because he knows less than most people i know enough i know enough i could do a bit but i'd need to do research but i'll just research it but yeah my, my i won't i'll probably be talking a bit about marks but mainly about financial crime mate i'll tell you what it you know if anyone is a teacher like it's a difficult profession and it's so people are so underserved underpaid but we do appreciate teachers because a lot of people are home tutoring their children and I thought, Gary, nice little segue. A lot of people obviously homeschooling their children and Carl got an E in history. So I thought we'd help the parents out and offer some history revision here at his little legs. You've so been I'll, a trainee teacher again. You just go back into that mode. Are you doing? Well, someone's done all the work. So I have actually, you know, okay. not, you know, <laughs> I haven't prepared a lesson as such. But this is taken from it's a uh, it's it's called the horribly hard bite size history quiz. Is this I thought is this like um is this a G, actual GCSE paper? No, it's like a revision consisting of a GCSE history questions. It's like GCSE level. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I'm not like. <laughs> but but just just so you know, I I didn't when I what what did I take a um. Think back. At GCSE, I took geography and uh, stuff like that. I didn't take I didn't take history. No, but you're a very well well read man, and you know a lot about politics and life and the sort. You'll be all right. Don't worry. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, Gary. That's what that's what I always tell myself. You ready? Question one. What yeah. information was recorded in the Doomsday Book? Play at home if you've got children. Get them round. Uh, promise we won't swear. Prisoners of Gale. Property ownership, a set of laws or birthdays? Um, it was like, it was, well, it was property ownership, I think. It might have been birthdays as well, but I think it's property so ownership. So I've got to, take your first, got to take your first question, mate. We haven't got so long. Question two. What was I not, are you not going to tell me if I got that right or not? I can't until the end of the quiz. Okay. 
What was the main objective of the 1945 Potsdam Conference? Agree a post-war settlement, force a German surrender, to argue about biscuits, or to spread communism? Uh, I'm hovering over the biscuits. I don't it know was if for like to settle post-war settlement, I think. Right, let's go for that. Okay, third question. Watch uh, which, where, what? <laughs> <laughs> Which what? country controlled Vietnam before the Japanese occupied it during the World War Two? China, USA, UK, or France? Uh, well, I think China. China. Let's go for China. Number four. Which important position did Walter Ubright hold in 1960? The mayor of West Berlin... President of the US Senate, East German leader, or Trout Fisherman of the Year? The D Trout well, Fisherman of the Year. Do you mean, could you just spell his surname? Because I think, yeah, do you mean Albright? Because if it's it is Albright, Albright. It's, it's Albright. So it's U L B R I C H T. He, he was the leader of East Germany. Okay. West Germany, do you mean? Oh, East Germany. East Germany, he was. East German leader, great. Question five Which English kin, king? Began the Hundred Years' War. We've all heard of it. Hundred Years. Uh, uh, Edward I, 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 Edward III, Henry III, or Henry VIII, famous for his polygamous relationships. Um, Edward, These are really hard. Like how Edward III, guess? I think. I mean, I'm just. I, that's it's an educated guess, but it is a guess because I, I just, I'm not sure. But I think yeah. Edward III was around that well, time. It's all about education, so it's good. What was the final outcome of the Second Bauer War, 1899? Bore, you mean? The bore. Whatever. Bore War, whatever. Bore. You're, you're becoming the total of <laughs> The Union of South Africa, the extinction of the Dodo, independence of Transvaal, or the end of British rule? Uh, the Bore War was the Union of South Africa, I think. That was, it was formed. Like the, the, the country originated from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show your workings. Always show your workings, Carl. Which law made Elizabeth I supreme governor of the Church of England? The Act of Uniformity, the Final Act, the Anglican Act, or the Act of Supremacy? What's the, what did the thing make it? Who, who, what was Which it? law made Elizabeth I supreme governor of the Church of England? And what were the options again? Are you doing the key? Oh, no. If don't know wasn't there. Sorry. <laughs> well, if don't know wasn't there, you'd put the no, act of uniformity, the final act, the Anglican Act, or the Act of Supremacy. I think probably the Act of Supremacy, just going logically, I'd say. Okay. Uh, number eight, getting there. Uh, who was the victor of the Battle of Fulford in 1066? Is it Harold Godwinson? Harold Haradada, <laughs> sirloin of beef, or William of Normandy. You got to keep the kids. Sirloin of beef. It was one of the. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be funny, but it is. No, I don't know. I think I'm the name Harold Hadrada, if oh, that's the... what you mean. Yes. Rings a bell. So. Okay, let's go for that. Uh, number nine. God, two more. Um, which alternative name for the 1923 Munich Putsch? is named after the place where Hitler began his the oh, rebellion. Bit, I know, it's a beer hall. Oh, yeah. That it's was one of, is that so one of the options? the options, it was the Telephone Exchange Puch, Butch. Town Hall Puch, B 
Bear Hall, Puch, or the news. So we're going for Bear Hall. Okay, and the final question, and see if you can get uh, more than a C in history. How many of the Godwinson brothers lost their lives at the Battle of Hastings? Nine, three, seven, or two? Godwinson. Nine, three, seven, or two. Yeah. Uh, uh, Probably didn't have seven brothers who would have come to the war with him, so it's either three or two. Um might be two but i think i'll go for three okay okay you ready yeah gary i tell you what well fucking done what did i get got nine out of ten nine out of ten <laughs> well so, some of them were kind so of good. guesses but they're educated what was the you one i brought intelligent as a gcse pupil studying uh, today yeah. the one you got wrong was um answer three which was uh vietnam was formerly known as the french indochina Oh, okay. So it was France. But hey, man, um, you're you're smarter than smarter than the average child at yeah. 36, however old you are. Because yeah, I mean, I consider I didn't do GCSE history. I'm pretty pleased with that. I did. I did a. I got an A in in history, and I wouldn't be able to get any of them. Yeah, you don't really learn. I mean, in history, up to the level I did, we did gunpowder plot. We did. World War Two, you know, you do the big things, but I, I've just picked things up about kings and things on over the way. But like the guess about Edward the Third was, it was a guess, but it was kind of slightly educated guess because I knew his king roughly around that time. But it was a, it was a guess, so yeah, I was lucky. Lucky. I always think like I, I think I genuinely think GCSEs were the hardest thing you had to learn in your whole educational history because it's, it's like you have to learn about. 11 subjects and you've got to have a pretty solid understanding of all of them yeah. that's a good I point that, I, I, th- I think that's so i think that's really hard like because most people now that because that's all school does it's like vocational to work out your specialism so you start from knowing a lot like a little about a lot to like really really hone it down to the point where you're a phd person studying financial things whatever you do no, but i have found it much much easier the, the long the further i've gone into education starting at even primary school i found that very difficult and challenging and gcse's were gcse's were the most challenging thing yeah i agree with you because it's you're spread across subjects but the more and more i've narrowed down the not easier i found it but the more enjoyable the more i've liked doing it the more i've done well in it so yeah it's like a uh, carl pilkington and his uh new year's resolution when he goes what about learn more to always teaching your stuff what's the scorpion as a judge and the poison I love that. I love that bit of the show when he's talking about well, this is what you put together with a show in Spanish. Yeah, El Scorpio. <laughs> no, but I like. I do enjoy learning. You know, I like enjoy learning more. Like you enjoy aspects of your work as well. You you do. Yeah, you don't I like enjoy the money. I like, so. I like lunchtime. I like finishing uh, work. Playtime. Playtime. <laughs> I'd love to have playtime now. I tell you. you I know, imagine playtime is adults. Go out and run around in the street. Like, It'd be like, brilliant, you, wouldn't it? Play kiss. Um, well, I need to find <laughs> someone to more. kiss first. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll chase. Oh, that is a joke. That is a joke. A couple of XFM in the communities for you, Gary. Do you want to hear them? Are these specifically Patreon related or? Patreon related. Good, good. Met the threshold. Um, Rob Banks. Um, haven't got any suggestions I can think of. Oh, thanks, but- Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know that russell brown 
Russell Brand is Carl's see you tomorrow for a face rub at six. No bum tubes though, friend. That was mentioned in um the yeah. podcast when they was talking about going to a spa. But yeah. I, no, I never knew that, Rob. So thanks for telling no, us. I didn't know that. That's interesting information. Interesting yeah. to know that Russell Brand and Carl Pilkington shared time socially together, to, especially yeah. at bar. You know, I that's quite an intimate so. um, environment. Yeah. We've been to a spa. Yeah, but we didn't have a massage. I would probably no, I wouldn't do that. With you in the same room. No, I wouldn't want a massage with you in the same room. So it's mutual, mate. But but yeah, it was. We did have massages separately, like one after the other. But yeah, you go to a spa. I mean, you know, I can imagine Carl Spa with Russell. But can you imagine if you were another guest? Like if we were one of us happened to be at that spa. Imagine seeing both of those two together and thinking like, oh my god, it's like two of the great minds you know yeah with the tube up their ass and they're right yeah they're right having their their bowels cleaned in front of me my mum um bought <laughs> my ex-girlfriend a colonic irrigation for her birthday <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah that's true because it's because it is i would actually quite like to have it done i mean you know me and my toilet trauma makes yeah, yeah, well, we do, yeah. it's not nice 70 percent of my life so yeah i would actually quite enjoy um that Gary's got his head in his hands now. No, I'm just, I'm just thinking. I, I, um, I, I have had it done. What the coffee thing? When they stick up coffee in? It, it wasn't coffee. It's was like a solution of things that did similar things to caffeine. What was it like when the release came? Because that's well, it, the worry. It, well, it feels. Oh, what when they take the tube out? Is that what happens? Or do you just? No, no, no. They put the tube in. Stuff got. You don't what look watch it. It feels nice. Feels like. <laughs> feels like. It does. It feels like I'm being emptied, you know. It does feel like that and um, pleasant, yeah. But it doesn't. It's certainly not worth money because it's like it's, <laughs> you need to go again within 24 hours, and you, that you have to go the normal way. Like so it's not like you have one every day, or it's it does a permanent. I'll tell you what. I tell you what's affecting my issues is giving up smoking, because that's oh. like because you know smoking's kind of attributed to being a laxative. Well, it's a laxative, yeah. Yeah, and then um, but when you're not smoking, do you want to hear my little motivational quote of the day from my s- give up smoking app? Is this a personal quote from you, or oh, oh, no, sorry, no, 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 this from the app. So two, I've got a new badge straight away. I've just logged into my NHS giving up smoking app. You've got a new badge. Two weeks, two weeks. Whoop whoop. Sweet smelling breath. Now you've stopped smoking, your breath will be smelling sweeter every day. Gary, I'm gonna just breathe into the camera. <sighs> Can you smell that? How how does that smell? It smells a lot like um uh, like uh well I try to Chinese and uh, artichokes. <laughs> what was that thing you were eating the other day? That really weird thing. <laughs> Miles had was eating something new mixed like. No, I tell you what. No, I get like because I I've I've got an odd box and they they give you because I live in London. You get it's basically like discarded kind of um wonky veg grown locally which uh, by that the way so hipsterish <laughs> no 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 but you should if you if you're in the supermarket buy the veg that looks the worst because it's fine unless it's like bruised or something but we should all have veg that is misshapen that's my that's my motivational <laughs> that's <Gary's> new campaign <laughs> no that's true but we got some jerusalem um jerusalem Jerusalem artichokes. I never knew what the bloody hell they were. And um, oh, lovely. Oh, yeah, I love them. I do. Um, so yeah, I'm on day 14. In the last week alone, your heart is healthier and your breath fresher, and your energy is returning. Ah, uh, is it? 
Is it? Is it? Yeah, you got to see. Well done, you take some, take some time to reflect on what worked worked well and what worked less well. Well, what does what, it what a, does well? it have a um a, a um a function on that app about what to do or or the consequences of meeting Gary? Yeah, because that's what, what, that I know is, you. You will you will come, but well, if anyone, we're not meeting in person for a while. So. The thing is that's that this is the problem though, isn't it? Like smoking is always attributed to your social habits. You know, be it drinking, meeting up with friends. A not big always, part, oh, no, not always, but. For me, it's I think of it as good times with with Gary. When we first met Gary and I, I had actually stopped smoking. But because I wanted to be friends with Gary so much <laughs> and he was smoking his Marlboros, whatever it was. And I was like, he's like, I just started smoking again just to be Miles friends. Did, Miles didn't rob by a cigarette was that? the whole year and a half of the first phase of knowing him. He did not buy one cigarette. He always had mine. But then since then, I've had quite a few of his so yeah it's mixed but yeah we we and smoking just is part of our meeting we we wrote this thing like because we went to a a um what was it an improv course and we wrote so we decided to write about two guys two friends who go to an improv course and one of the things we wrote about was that our little ritual with the cigarettes we kind of included that for this for this these two characters that we're writing about because that's how it's kind of and we included other things that were kind of close to us but that's how kind of important it sounds so sad because it's such a bad thing to do of cigarettes like we actually included that in something we wrote because we thought well that's it's a nice it shows it it speaks to the people their the characters um their friendship and their bond and it kind of we've got we've got a rule in our in our sort of ritualistic relationship that i i would always like be cannibals or something so no but i would always i would always spark up first and then pass the lighter to gary and he will have a cigarette and it's like i always prefer that and that's what i that's what i'd like miles to because i don't want to be the first because i don't want mine to run out first so i want this is interesting isn't it like all the sort of rituals that friends have because i'm sure what are your what are your ritualistic habits and your own friendship at, at home spinners podcast at gmail.com but i think a lot of people fill, do fill 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 balloons with blood and hang them from the ceiling <laughs> that's my really, yes that's their ritualistic habits i love the little things that make up a close relationship i think it's really really special and it shows a level of um connection that's, that's much deeper than you know than just going out with someone for a pint. I, I, yeah. I like that. It makes me, it fills me with joy as much as uh, I can be. Absolutely. Um, this is from Daisy Elizabeth. Daisy I, says, if offered the chance to go back in time and choose whether to work together or not, what do you think RSK would do? Carl would probably ask why he had been chosen. Yeah, I think um, they will. They they would all do it, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I can't see that. You know, their, their lives have been... I know Carl would be the least enthusiastic, but certainly Ricky and Steve would go back and not change anything. And because uh, it's an important part of their their development, I think, but together, like the shows, just it probably helped their writing, really helped everything. Also, uh, I think Carl would do it as well. Yeah, I think it's just... It was just probably the circumstances also knowing what you know now i was reading like this blog from ricky gervais a while a while ago this was during the time of the podcasts and he said that carl has three houses a london office mm. one in ken just, uh, just free but can you seriously just imagine that for two seconds three well, in carl's mind that'll be like a worry 
like a chore like oh i've got three houses to worry about now like to secure and to keep <laughs> stars like that but yeah obviously you know you, you get rich you get, you buy houses i mean he's he's clearly a millionaire and uh it, good luck to him he's, he's certainly earned it and and ricky and steve yeah we like we we all know what rick is in the hundreds of millions or about 500 million we all assume that but I looked up the value, uh, the worth of Steve, because it was something else we were doing on Twitter or we we're going to post something. I can't remember. And then I looked it up and I text Mars and we both couldn't believe it. It's, I think it was like 45 or 50 million. That's his worth. Steve Merchant. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. It's, just, it's just mind. It's eye boggling, Steve. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We've got 100 quid, 111. <laughs> and we really hey, you could do it. Listen, you can do a lot of 100 quid these days. Think yeah. of all the things you can do with 100 quid, right? I could I could invest 100 pounds. I could buy how many rounds of drinks is that? I could buy 10 rounds of drinks for two people. Not in the fence. Not in the fences. Really? Um, off place. You could do a lot, but we oh, were talking good. last episode about no, Francis Cherry um spoke to us last because last week we spoke about shame, didn't we? We we talked about our biggest embarrassment, shame. Really, I think shame embarrassment. Is- yeah, yeah. I think about because embarrassment is is embarrassment the same as shame? No, shame could be Or is it a side product of shame of, could be like, something morally bad that you've done that you feel shame for. It's not embarrassing, but it's it's yeah. morally bad. Whereas embarrassment is more social awkwardness, social kind of, you know, not uh, like doing something that makes people laugh. Or they they are slightly different, but they are co-connected. And I know we were sort of talking about in the week about because I know Francis asked for our most embarrassing stories and you can listen to them. Probably not the most embarrassing for me, because since then, Francis, no, I've, I've had so many more that have sprung to mind. And one in particular that I'm too scared to mention on this on this podcast. Well, tell me and, off there and I'll tell you if it's. No, you know what it is. You know what it is. It's the nightclub yeah. story. Oh, but you did. That was the one you did. No, it wasn't. No, no. Oh, the other nightclub story. Oh, that one. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. And so I won't ever talk about that story. But uh, something I do want to talk about is I know we've probably got an embarrassing story together now that we've had that time of reflection. Do you want to talk about the mannequin story? Because that's the one that really springs to mind. Well, OK, yeah, this was just more. This is actually this is more this of is a because shame. France, Francis asked for if there was a, a story of shame that involved both of us. And I know in our, in our last week's episode and you can you can catch up with this on on the main thread. Uh, and we talk about uh, filming this this short called Alan. And for yeah. some reason, we needed a mannequin's hand. So basically, one of the scenes was going to be uh, we, we had two people like interviewing, like a, almost a police interview. And one of the things we wanted to do is have that scene and then have a wide shot. And for no reason other than it just being a bit absurdist, like it didn't relate to anything in the story. We wanted the one hand to come across and the other to be a mannequin's hand that we just came across and they shook. I think that worked well. But anyway, yeah, we we didn't have the prop on the day. So we went to a few clothes stores and that none of them sort of said they had any spare, which you wouldn't have a spare mannequin. <laughs> probably. But then we went to this one. What was it called? I think it's called Peacocks. Peacocks, I think yeah. It was, it was a branch of Peacocks, yeah. And we went and we explained this to the woman um, and she she really, she didn't 
like she's like really suspicious of us she's like okay well i need i need 50 quid deposit and she's like okay uh, i'll see if i've got one she she went back behind and she she came out of one she said yeah i've got it but i can't I'm, you can't take it no, but she was she was making up the rule it wasn't like she got no, it, wasn't a rule. it took a lot of persuading to get to the fact that she said uh yeah i guess she we could do it but we would hand- need to offer a deposit like she, she didn't look in the handbook and say mm, yeah that, that's what i mean arm. right i follow step 3b here two uh, amateur no. filmmakers come in say no. oh so anyway this isn't really embarrassment it's more or shame i guess but so we're like okay it's fine so i went out the door and walked about 50 yards to the cash point on the way past homeless <laughs> little homeless fella i don't want to say a little but a homeless guy who sits there quite a bit because i live near there i have given to him before didn't give anything to him just sort of look just cover your back got 50 quid out and walk, walk back past him didn't give him anything and it really made me feel yeah, I felt shame, maybe not embarrassment, but shame that I had, let me think of the best way to say this, actually. I, I'm trying I'm trying not to be offensive. I, I don't. You I don't are not being offensive, Gary, you're not being offensive, trust me. Just, just say the first thing that comes into your mind, because you're usually right, so okay. it's all right. I did think it was quite bad to pass a homeless man on the street and not give him anything whilst I was on my way to withdraw 50 pounds out of the cash point <laughs> hire a mannequin's arm for the day and then ask him and get the mannequin's arm so it, it, that made me think like, okay uh that's not right there's something not right here you oh, know. do you remember it's, it, the funniest thing yeah I, I don't think that's that bad to be honest i think it's quite funny and endearing but i it's just funny walking down the street with a mannequin's arm knowing that i've got to return this in undamaged in one yeah. piece it's, I think that was a good little scene, but um, I don't think you'll probably. Is that included in the? Will they see that in the Alan? Did we? Did was that included in the final edit? That bit. Yeah. That okay. Yeah. We'll put yeah. that out. We'll put that out. We'll put that out. But maybe I want to put it just to our patrons. But Mars says you're not worth it. That's what he says. Well, you know, I I, th- I want to put it out to as broad an audience as possible because I think it's important for the the youtube figures um gary I, I, i'm bored of talking to you but is it i've enjoyed doing this show actually yeah it's a little bit different, little bit different. but what's good about like his little legs it's it's kind of a it's a smorgasbord of different topics. it's a little bit were a little bit way yeah, a little bit, we kind of we kind of like you know it's it's informed by xfm but it's not about xfm shows necessarily so so thank you for getting in touch um for your comments for this show but also for the next show at any point between now and when we do the next show and we do every couple of weeks two three weeks something like that we'll do one but um let us know the topics you'd like us to talk about let us know a quiz you'd like mars to give me or me to give mars or whatever um just let us know something and we will uh look to do it and uh yeah but thank you so much for all your support we really appreciate it and um we will see you next time but the main show will be out next week 